Welcome to this podcast from Coburnie O'Kirk for the 1st of November, All Saints Day. Our reading from the Gospel this week takes us to Matthew chapter 5, a reading for verses 1 to 12. This is a passage on the Beatitudes. So let's listen for the Word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. Do you remember the television programme Call My Bluff? It was presented by Robert Robinson from 1967 right through to 1988. And then there were later revivals with Bob Holness, Fiona Bruce and Angus Dayton. And the most prominent of the panellists was... Frank Muir. Two teams of three had to give a definition of an obscure word, only one of which was true. The other team had to pick the true one. For example, the word pleach, P-L-E-A-C-H. Does it mean one, a peach-scented bleach, two, the curved handle of a plough, or three, the interweaving of tree branches? The correct answer is three, it's the interweaving of tree branches. The word that refers to the Gospel lesson today is another that might work in Call My Bluff. It's the word Beatitude. So what exactly is a Beatitude? There are various ways to interpret the word, translated as blessed, which we find at the beginning of verse 3 in our reading. The word in Greek is translated as blessed, happy or blissfulness. These verses are not some mandate to be lived, they're not commands to follow. If I want to get technical, the verbs are in the indicative rather than the imperative. In other words, they're statements rather than commands. These are not glimpses of some future beauty, they're not even golden promises of some distant glory. They're shouts of joy, joy which is serene, untouchable self-contained, an inner joy that's so great that it's almost unimaginable, joy which shines through the tears and which nothing in life or death can take away. Most translations of the verses 1 to 12 in our reading use the verb are, but the word are never appears in the Greek, nor is it even implied by the context. <coughs> so how do we adequately translate these sentences? Well, I think they're ecstatic, ecstatic shouts of joy, more like exclamations like yay, 
or as we might say in the west of Scotland, gone yourself. Accurate translations might be more like, oh, the blessedness of, or oh, the joy of, or of congratulations on what is. Presbyterians, and perhaps in particular the Church of Scotland, have the reputation of being what has been described as the frozen chosen. We're all too easily call out people for being what we would term as happy clappy. We don't do that, we are quite quiet. So just who are these fortunate lucky people who are blessed? Can I count myself among them? Well, we've got a list in verses 3 to 11. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, peacemakers, the persecuted, the lied about. These blessings are a bit like the ice bucket challenge or a splash of ice cold water in the face of those who are self-satisfied and self-righteous, or like a cool drink of water to those who have a bad taste in their mouths from all the wicked, evil ways of the world, and who long for something better that brings hope into their lives. Jesus, once again, turns the world upside down in these blessings. He gives to those who the world sees as losers the hand of his grace, and to those who are so-called winners, he gives the slap of his hand as a wake-up call to their false righteousness. Have you ever been told you're truly blessed? If you have exactly, what does that mean? Is it factual or is it an opinion? For example, people could say to me, I'm well, I'm not going to say my age, but let's just say I'm over 21, which is factual. You could say that I'm ugly. Possibly true, but at the end of the day, that is an opinion. So exactly what is a blessing? Is it factual or an opinion? A blessing is a byproduct of a way of life and worship. In the book of Micah, there we read, He has showed you, O humanity, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. When you do these things, then you will have the correct be attitude. Amen. Let's finish today with a prayer. God of all blessedness, we Turn to you now with our prayers for others, seeking your blessing on all for whom we pray. You tell us, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we pray for those whose spirit fails them, that they might be strengthened in their faith. For those whose poverty is physical, that they might have an equal share in the fruits of your kingdom. For those whose outlook on life is poor, that they might have a glimpse of hope and purpose. You tell us, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So we pray for all who are cast down by grief from recent losses, or a deep-seated sorrow over many years, that they might know the comfort of hope, the comfort of love, the comfort of new life. You tell us, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. So we pray for leaders and followers, for big people and little people, for the proud and the humble, that in acceptance and grace we might work together for the good of all. 
You tell us, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. So we pray that we who seek to live in that very righteousness might indeed be filled with wonder and joy at this very day. You tell us, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. So let us forget others, that we might know and understand the true meaning of forgiveness. You tell us, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So make our hearts pure with us, that we might know your love all the more. You tell us, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. So we pray for all who work for peace, the peace in relationships, peace in communities, peace in politics, peace in places of conflict, peace for the body, mind and soul, that all might see themselves and others as God's children. You tell us, blessed are those who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we pray for the broken and the despised, the marginalised and the downtrodden, the victims and the dispossessed, the refugees and the homeless. This kingdom, our precious kingdom, belongs also to them. And as we pray for others, we pray also that you will hold us always in communion with the saints of all ages, those who have been blessed, and whose memories, examples and closeness bless us, even at this present time. And so go now with the blessings of the saints and angels, go now with the blessings of the people, Go now with the blessings of the whole people of God. Go now with the blessings of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to keep you in blessedness now and always. Amen. <laughs>